This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Hope and Health. Um, obviously, it's just me today. My wife is um, not with me, but she's always actually with me in my heart. You guys know that we are one in the same, and that's the way it will always be. So my guest today is going to be none other than Anna Kate. And I'm going to let her tell a little bit about her background in just a moment, but I met her probably a year ago, I guess, and uh, we were immediately connected because she carries such a powerful presence with her. Um, obviously, I'll let her explain the presence that is in her just a moment, but um, what a wonderful, uh, inspirational woman of God she is, and I want you to meet her. So welcome, Anna, to our audience. We appreciate you bringing her with us today. Thank you, Dr. Mark. It's such an honor to be here with everyone here. God bless you. It's exciting. As you can see, the Lord is behind me. He's with us always as well. <laughs> I love it. And you, you, you have been uh, quite an inspiration to many. So for people that don't know who you are and don't know what you've been through, why don't you tell them a little bit about your background? Sure. Well, I was born in the Soviet Union. My family brought me here when I was only four years old, came to America, eyes wide open to, 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 to be a part of this great country. Um, love the opportunities of this country. The country, this, America has given me so much and my family as well. My mom got saved in America, um, brought me to church when I was a child, but I rebelled and I got into the world. I became a professional poker player, traveled the world for that, uh, got on the television show Survivor in 2016. Uh, and during that time, that was when around 2015 was when Trump went down the escalator and I just knew that everything he was saying was true. It was like the veil lifted and um, I endorsed him. I was, I think I was the only one in reality television that endorsed candidate Trump at the time, got a lot of backlash, went through all that, but then had an encounter with Jesus, got saved, got born again, full, full of the Holy spirit and everything, all the veils lifted off my eyes. I mean, you just know what the truth is. Just reading a headline, you know, just the discerning of spirits, meeting people. And it's just been such an amazing ride with the Lord. So from there, I said, Lord, I want to get involved. I want to give back to this country that gave me so much. They gave me so many opportunities and, and just bless my family. And um, I got a phone call from James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, went undercover back in 2018 and uh, investigated a lot of, you know, DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, a lot of Democratic campaigns, got a few guys fired from the Department of State. They were communists. Mm -hmm. And now I'm a full-time minister. So I'm an evangelist and I travel as well and talk on, on political stages, but always talk about the Lord Jesus, who literally transformed my life and has given me the most hope the world, this world can ever give me because he's the hope of glory. So an honor to be here again, Dr. Mark and Dr. Mark. I want to say, you know, when yeah. I met you, there was such glory around you, such light that you and your wife emanate. And it's such an honor to meet you here on earth because I know we're going to be parting with Jesus in heaven for all eternity. Hallelujah. But yeah. you and your wife are so special. You're so called for such a time as this. You have been uniquely prepared, uniquely um, equipped and you are going to be one of the America's top lights that is going to shine really, really bright in this country. So praise God for your life, for your wife's mm -hmm. life. I'm excited for you. You become governor. <laughs> well, I, 
it, it is very humbling as you know, you and I are friends and you kind of were with us at the beginning of even our campaign journey, you know, and um, it's interesting, as you know, to walk in the anointing of God and the favor of God. People don't understand that sometimes and it's tragic. Uh, it makes me sad, but to walk in the anointing of God is a special experience. Um, and, and I want to kind of in your life, I mean, you're out there and I, I don't want to spend a lot of time in the BC mode, like before Christ mode, but um, just to touch on that from a brief synopsis, you're in that world, in the world of professional poker, then you find yourself on the national TV stage with Survivor. Um, talk about that world and what it's like, the pitfalls they're in. I don't want to glorify it. I want to talk about the pitfalls that are there for people because a lot of people see a person there and they're like, oh, yeah, they've got it all going on. They got to be happy. Talk to that point. That's a great question. And it's something that really opened my eyes because, you know, you're on television, there's 40 million people watching the show weekly. And then, you know, you, you meet people and it's, it's honestly a little strange. People know everything about you. It's a little, it's really weird, but going into Hollywood and there are people that love it. For me, it was very awkward. I didn't like that uh-huh. uh, tension, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, and then I got into Hollywood and spending time with people there and it shocked me. Because these people that are on television, very well known, really loved, they have everything in the world at their fingertips, but they are miserable. They are so unhappy. They are on drugs. They're they're numbing themselves with alcohol. I would go to these, uh, you know, even survivor events, reality television events, and you know, people are married and and you know have beautiful lives on the outside. Meanwhile, they're cheating on their wives and husbands on the on in the background. And every party, it was like, it was so nasty. It was, and it's interesting because I wasn't, I wasn't saved yet, but the Lord always protected me, but I got to see that. And I was horrified. I said, Lord, people want to be famous. This is what it is to be famous. They're broken. They're miserable. There's nothing glamorous here. You're glamorous on the outside, but inside you're broken wreck. And that's what I was, even though I wasn't involved in all of that, I was broken inside. I, I, I was hopeless. There was something missing in my life. And I'm grateful that I found what I was missing. And I didn't go my entire life without God. I mean, he literally is the most amazing thing in the universe. I mean, he's awesome. And so it was, it was very telling. And it was, it was, it was, um, it was an experience to, to be there with people that you see on television. And again, very broken. And there's a few people that are saved and they're afraid to say something. And man, I'm just like, wow, how do you not tell people about the Lord? Like you have to tell people about the Lord. And I know the Lord is bringing me back into Hollywood. The Lord said, making godly movies, there's projects I'm working on right now. And and uh, <laughs> Hollywood's about to get rocked with the glory of God. So it's exciting times to go back. Because I said, Lord, I'm not going back unless you're coming with me this time. I'm not going there by myself. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> I love that. You know, so you, here you are and all that's going on. Talk about your encounter with the Lord. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so good. So 2015 is when I filmed the show. Film Survivor in 2015. 2016 is when it aired. So back in 2015, after I got home from playing the show, which was a big dream of mine. Um, and I came home and I was just broken. I was, it was, it was tough. It was awesome. It was real. It's not fake or survivors real. And I got home and one morning, it was so interesting because one morning, just my addiction to poker was gone. Then at the same time, my addiction to survivor, because I was addicted to it. It was a stronghold in my life gone. I didn't realize this then, but the Lord cleansed me 
of my two strongholds because I was so addicted to poker. I know I didn't know this at the time, but that's all I did was breathe, eat, study, play 24 seven, 24 seven would wake up in the morning, playing again, studying, learning in a game would travel, go play, go to sleep, dreaming about poker, woke up, play. I mean, that was my cycle for six years, literally. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I didn't think there's anything wrong with it, but it was such a stronghold. I couldn't see anything else. I couldn't see family. I couldn't see anything. And so God is good because he delivered me, but th that was when, that was a moment where, um, he cleansed me my addiction to poker and survivor. And I had an interest in politics. It was the weirdest fascination because I was always apolitical. I hate politics. Don't talk politics around me. And then, so I started researching and do, and, you know, just studying. And that's when tr Trump went down the escalator. And, um, you know, then I, I started realizing there's Satanists out there. I started realizing that people avidly sacrifice children and worship Satan. And I thought to myself, you know what? I grew up in church. I know this, that if Satan is real, that means that God is real. And if God is real, that means there's a heaven and a hell. And I want to go to heaven with the Lord. So that I just cried out in the midst of misery and depression, in the midst of going to all these parties and seeing the brokenness in the world, thinking there must be more out there than this. That was when I cried out and said, God, if you're real, you created the heavens and the earth. Surely you can show a little ant like me that you're real, please. And, and the Bible says, when you search God with all of your heart, you will find him. You seek him with diligence. You will find him. And he did. He answered me. Two weeks later, I was on a, I was on a, a tour with a bunch of reality stars. And they told me, um, uh, this one guy came up to me and said, you know, you have been searching for God and you want to know if he's real. And I want to tell you, Jesus is real. And I was blown away and shocked. And he told me. Did you, you know this person at all? Who was? I, he was, he's actually, he's a well-known guy on a television show. I'm okay. not going to say which one, right? Of course. But I didn't realize it at the time. I thought he was a fan. He was on the tour with me. And so he, um, he comes up and he says, you know, you know, the Lord. And I said, no, I don't. He goes, you felt the Holy spirit. I said, no, I didn't. And I thought about it. And I realized something happened to me when I was 18 years old in Jerusalem, in Israel. And to, to make a story really short, it was the most amazing, profound day of my life. I mean, it's, it's worthy of a whole hour and a half of what I felt, but I'm going to cut it down. I was standing there with a bunch of my friends. I, I convinced a lot of my high school friends, Jewish high school friends, because I'm half Jewish. My last name is Jewish to, um, to, to go on a birthright trip to Israel, a free trip to Israel. We went to Israel. The Lord forced a fast on me. I couldn't eat for five days. I'm standing at the Western wall and I'm literally blaspheming God. I, I tell my friend, look at these idiots praying to a God that doesn't exist. I'm at the Western wall. This is the last little bit of oh, yeah, the Holy yeah. temple there. The second temple that was built here. I am blaspheming God and God is so merciful. He's so awesome because he could have struck me dead right there. And I would have deserved hell, but he's so merciful. I didn't see it, but this is what I felt. I felt the heavens open. And all of a sudden I'm looking at this big open sky and the spirit just sat on me. And I felt the most amazing emotions. I felt fully known, fully understood, fully satisfied. I felt love, joy, peace, happiness, exhilaration. I felt euphoria. I can literally pinpoint every emotion. It was so awesome. I heard angels singing. I don't know. They were angels. I mean, it was unbelievable. I knew this is what I knew. Dr. Mark, I knew up was home. I knew up was what I was created for. I knew this life was short. I knew everything that matters is up. I didn't realize it was God. I didn't think it was God, but this is what I heard. This is why the devil created drugs to mimic this. Mm. And I didn't know until 10 years later, when I was 28, standing with this gentleman, telling him my experience, he said, you don't get it. That was the Holy spirit. And you heard angels singing. Mm. And that moment I knew 
what I heard. I knew because I heard beautiful, like sing, ah, and I knew I wasn't crazy. It was 10, 10, 10 a.m. I haven't eaten anything in days. Maybe I was like, but my friend experienced the same thing, not just me, my friend. So anyway, I realized God is real. I gave my life to Jesus, all the depression, everything lifted and I was set free and I was never the same again. Mm. Hallelujah. New person. <laughs> Praise God. Well, okay. So, so here you are um, set free from survivor, from poker, from even your past. And now everything has become new. Uh, like we hear in word of God, when it's second Corinthians five seventeen, I believe. So here you are, all things are new. And then project Veritas comes along and you're now going to go into a life sort of enacting, acting again, right? Yes. Talk about that and the experiences you've had um, and what you learned. Yeah. Wow. It was an amazing experience. I mean, at first it was scary thinking I'm going to pretend to be a Democrat and I'm going to trash Trump all day because that's part of the job, you know, mm-hmm. talking bad about him all day, which was weird. And, um, and then pretend, you know, pretending to be someone else. I mean, it's essentially like, you know, the Lord sent Moses, you know, Moses sent the 12 spies and to, to spy out Cana. And so here I am kind of spying out the enemy's camp, infiltrating the enemy's camp and getting information to our side, you know, public figures that should be honest with the public should be honest with Americans that are hiding things. And so another thing too, I infiltrated DSA democratic socialist of America. I infiltrated their chapter in DC. And here I am sitting in these meetings with a Stalinist looking at me, a Mm. Trotskyist looking at me, you know, having a conversation with these people, a Trotsky to Leninist, a Stalinist, the same ideology that tarnished and completely destroyed my native country in Russia here I am talking to them now. And I so want to break my cover, Dr. Mark. I just want to say, I want to shake them and tell them this, 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 this does not work. This does not work. You, you know what, what I know, this is another thing the Lord showed me and honestly really um, changed my heart was that I saw them as enemies. I yeah. hated them. I hated them going in, but I got to meet them and the Lord really gave me a compassion for them. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I always talk about when, when I travel on this and I share this on the stage, even with people like Antifa, my friend infiltrated in Project Veritas, infiltrated Antifa in Portland. He said, Anna, these people are, are, are broken. A yeah. lot of people in Antifa don't have a father, never had a father. It's like a gang where, you know, they, they don't have a father, they're in jail or father's dead or left them. And they try to find a family. Then they get radicalized, they get into crime, or in this case with Antifa, they get politically radicalized and militarized and, and also form a gang. And so here I am with DSA, these communists, and a lot of them honestly are good people. You know, they're, 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 they, they mean well, they have a heart for this country. Yeah. You see, they preach love without truth. And a lot of times on our mm. side, we'll preach truth without love. And it's wow. a juxtaposition, wow. right? And so they don't, they don't know any better. They're, they think that they have the solution, but it's not, it's not a solution. So, you know, praise God, really opening my eyes and finding love and compassion. That's the biggest thing I learned is that they're not my enemies. And Ephesians six is we battle not against flesh and blood. We don't battle against humans. This is a spiritual world. We battle against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. We battle against spirits of deception. They're blind. That's what I noticed. They are blind. They mean well, but they're blind. And so that was the biggest thing I learned was that these are not our enemies. And so I wish I could have broke my cover many times, but now my heart is to go in there as well and love on them, bless them, not, not condemn them, not say you're stupid, you're a loser. No, it's to love on them because Jesus created them as well. And he loves them and he died for them and he wants to set them free. And we're not going to take this country back through DC, 
We're going to take this country back through J.C. I appreciate that so much because, as you know, you and I have talked many times. We we must not, cannot, ladies and gentlemen, hear what we're saying here. Don't spend time hating on people that you don't understand. You've not walked in their shoes. You know, I get it. The world is going to hell in a handbag. I get it. And I understand that there are people out of here in leadership positions right now that are acting like the devil. But again, we're supposed to not hate them, pray for their soul. I don't want them to go to hell. I don't. And and even though I don't like what they do, I would still like to sit down at dinner with them to tell them about my Lord. And I know you would too. And I that's what I appreciate about you most because you understand the bigger and higher perspective. Rather than spend all your time spinning around evil and negative, you're spending the majority of your time being aware of it, but communicating a light that is the light of the world. So I I get that. I appreciate you sharing that, Anna, very much. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. I mean, even my my friends, uh, I have a pastor friend. She After January 6th, with all of the commotion that was going on in D.C., there was a lot of Black Lives Matter and Tifa there as well. And she just came to them and said, brothers and sisters, she said, why don't you guys love this country? And they were like, we hate this country. And she would just compassionately just just spoke to them in love. She said, listen, I'm from the Philippines. This is the greatest country in the world. This is an amazing country. Why why would you want to see your own country be destroyed? Why would you scream, you know, F America? Why would you scream that? And she compassionately spoke to them, got to their heart, led them to Jesus. They were set free. And then it was like the veil lifted. So it's really through the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't argue politics with them all day. It's a useless case because they are so brainwashed and so blind. You need to reach their heart. Okay. The heart, Mm -hmm. that's what that see the battle is in the mind, but the war is for our heart. It's for our heart and our soul. And so again, when we realize it's, it's a battle against the devil and his minions and that hell is a real place. By the way, I want to say this too. I was an atheist, right? I had an encounter with Jesus. Jesus Mm -hmm. showed me heaven and hell, hell in a dream and heaven in an experience. And so I know the real places. I mean, he literally showed me hell in a dream and I know it's real. I have friends, by the way, from, from New York that I have really good friends with. They were atheists. They, they were on drugs. They overdosed. Mm -hmm. They went to hell. They got revived in a hospital because they gave them that shot. They came mm. back screaming, oh, my God, hell is real. Jesus, forgive me. They're now evangelists traveling the world talking about hell. Okay. You either see it in a dream or you see it for real. And um, you don't want to see it for real and be stuck there. So if you're watching right now and you're wondering, I, I can't, you know, it's, that's, that sounds interesting. I want to know if God's real. I don't want to go to hell. This is what you say. You say, Jesus, you know, show me you're real. And if you're real, Lord, I want to follow you. You know, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord God. I want to be, I want you to be my Lord because by default, by the way, Dr. Mark, this is what I always say. There's three groups of people in this world. The first group of people know God is real, worship God, serve God happily, right? The second group of people hate God, want to do everything against God. They, they literally worship the devil. They're called Satanists and they go against God's will. The third group of people have no idea there's a war even going on. I appreciate that because I think that, you know, in that third group of people, it's the biggest of the three by far. And they're waiting on somebody in one group or the other to sort of step up above and beyond to acknowledge, to be higher than, to be that leader to step out first. And we know that in reality, the person stepped out first for all of our souls was Jesus. Despite everybody turned their backs on him. Everybody did. 
he still went on. And now we have in us the ability to step out there just like that. I mean, that to me is just like so overwhelming. And that's what God's done in your life. He's allowed you to step out there above and beyond by his strength. Yeah, by his strength. It's only by his grace and his strength. I used to be very shy. I never thought I would ever talk to anyone. God is good because he really did a miracle in me. But I want to say this too. Jesus didn't die. And this revelation blew my mind when I really realized this. Jesus did not come to die for a righteous world. Mm. He did not come to die for people that love him. He came to die for people that hate him. People that don't know him or his father. Okay. And, and, and think about that too. The father in heaven who created all things didn't, he sent his only son, the one that he loves and adores. Imagine, I can't even imagine having my, my I'm not married yet or have a children. I can't even imagine the moment, the day that I have a child mm. and just think about sacrificing my child, giving my child up, not for a world that loves me or my child, but a world that hates my child. Mm. I mean, that's the type of love that you can't even comprehend as a human. You can't. And, and, and having that kind of love for other people, especially people that hate you, right? Like Antifa, and, you know, it's a supernatural love. I, in my own human flesh, can't love them. I can't, I cannot, can't understand it. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within me, that shines and that loves and that adores and that forgives and that has compassion for them. It's not human love. It's a supernatural love. And that's the kind of love that he wants to overwhelm you with. That's the kind of love he wants you to have for your family, for your friends that are lost and confused and taking the jab and that have no idea what's going on. They're the same family that's talking nonsense against you, garbage against you. He wants you to love them like he loves them. This is what I say frequently. I said, Lord, let me see them the way that you see them. Let me love them the way that you love them because I can't do it on my own. And it's only by the power of love. The Bible says that it's by, it's by the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It's when we realize how good he is, how awesome he is, how much he loves. The Bible says we love him because he loved us first. He loves you. He forgives you. He's not ashamed of you. He doesn't condemn you. He just wants you to look up and say, you know what, Father, I love you too. I want to know you. I want to be set free. I want to love people. I hate being miserable. I hate being angry. That's why I don't watch the media anymore. The Lord said, turn that off. I'm done. I don't watch the news. I'm watching news since 2020. Hallelujah. But he wants to set you free. He wants you to be full of love, full of joy, because this life is short, right? But we're going to be in joy of the Lord for the rest of eternity. And I'm not going to live this life miserable, worried and fear. Uh-uh. I'm going to live boldly. I'm going to live happily. I'm going to set other people free because there's one thing you can't do in heaven. There's only one thing besides sinning. No one wants to sin anyway. It's a sin-free place. No one's going to steal your stuff. It's great. But there's one thing you can't do in heaven and you can't save souls in heaven. Mm. All those saints are up there are saved already. You can't go back and save anyone on earth. It's, it's done. This is my only opportunity to save people, to, to set them free. Again, I've been set free. I was the worst of them all. Hallelujah. Save me. You know, he can use a donkey in the Bible. He can use me. So praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> Anna, you know, um, how can people reach you? Give them your uh, website um, and all your uh, social media. How can they connect yeah. with you? Yeah. You know, my website's under construction. It's AnnaKate.com, but definitely on Twitter. My, my messages are open. You can message me on Twitter at, at AnnaKate. 
um, on Instagram, real Anna Kate, and uh, you can email me kate.anna at yahoo.com. That's K-H-A-I-T dot Anna at yahoo.com. Send me an email. If you need prayer, please email me. I do pray for people. Sometimes I get on the phone with people and pray for them too and lead them to Jesus. It's been awesome, but yeah, you can send me a message. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to make sure we'll put the, the feed and, and folks, I want you to um, follow, encourage, and reach out to um, our friend, Anna. She is the real deal and uh, she wouldn't be on here with us if she wasn't. I have watched her. I've observed her. She does not uh, back away. She is who she is. She doesn't get starstruck. She looks at every single person as as the way Jesus looks at people. And I've watched that occur. And um, I appreciate that about you. And thank you for uh, living it out in a way that's exemplary. So, and there's people out there, 30 seconds that are hurting, wounded, looking, mm-hmm. searching. What are you going to say to them? Final word. Final word is you are lovingly and passionately created. There's nothing that you've ever done that God cannot forgive. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Had an abortion, cheated on someone, hurt someone, maybe killed someone. God loves you. He loves you and he wants to set you free from the shame. And it's so simple. You just say, God, forgive me of all of my sin. I want to know you. I make Jesus the king of my heart. I make him the Lord of my life, the savior of my soul. And just watch, watch what happens. You know, when I was an atheist, I thought the Bible was completely, complete baloney. And I have to say, when I got saved, I knew inside me, deep, deep inside me, I knew that every word in there is true. And every word in there is the path to eternal life. He's real. (laughs) He's awesome. And he came to set you free. And today is a new day. Today is your day. Today is the day that you're going to be set free and you're never going to look back again. It's a new day. All your sins are washed away and everything is made new. So say, Lord, forgive me my sin. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Wash me. I make you the king of my life now in Jesus name. Amen. And I bless you all in Jesus name. Wow. I think everybody hopefully received that um, the way the way I did. That blessed my heart, Anna. Thank you so much for the honor of having you on today. And uh, we'd love to have you back. Would you come back with us again? I'll come anytime. Oh, anytime. my gosh. This is, this is great. Um, folks, I want you to understand that life is short. Death is sure. Sin is the cause, but Christ is the cure. So remember that the rest of your days. And for myself, Dr. Michelle and um, Anna Kate, we just wish you the absolute best day ever and we look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Hope and Health. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.